Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. Happy New Year, Harvest. 2020 is finally over, and 2021 has begun. But if we're honest, January 3rd looks eerily similar to December 3rd, and to November 3rd, and to October 3rd, and September 3rd, and so on. Why do we bother marking the start of a new year when really December 31st to January 1st is just another Thursday to a Friday? What difference does it make? Well, the truth is that the change of a new year doesn't make the world around us different. It doesn't overnight change our lives. But by God's grace, as we mark the start of a new year, we can be changed and we can have a new posture, a new attitude and outlook as we begin the year, and more than just an attitude, He can change us and make us new inside, even though the world around us remains largely the same. And that's my hope for us as a church. I hope this morning's message will help with that. You know, when I was younger, the early sunsets in winter never really bothered me. But as I've gotten older, I have to admit it's affected me more and more. There's just something about the sun setting at 4.30 p.m. that knocks some of the wind out of my sails. There's something primal about the way we human beings respond to light and darkness. I've never heard of a kid who's cried because he's afraid of the light, right? I mean, that's the truth. Um, And not being able to see because it's too dark creates a lot of fear and anxiety. There's something about the dark that generates a lot of negative feelings in most of us and something about the light that we respond to positively. The prophet Isaiah used light and dark imagery in foretelling of the Messiah that was going to come. In Isaiah 9-2, by now a familiar verse for us, he says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Is it any wonder that when the angel announced the birth of Jesus, he said in Luke 2.10 that it would be good news that will cause great joy. What the angel is really saying, what Isaiah is saying, is that Jesus is the light of the world. The Apostle John used the imagery of light and darkness a lot in his gospel, especially in describing the arrival of Jesus into the world in John chapter 1. And verses 4 to 5 are especially encouraging. He says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When we drill down to just verse 4, John makes a remarkable statement. He says of Jesus, in him was life. He's not merely saying that Jesus had a pulse when he was born, but that Jesus was pulsating with life, that there was such a life force in him swirling about that it emanated out of him. In John chapter 5, verse 26, Jesus makes a remarkable statement about himself. He says, for as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted to the Son also to have life in himself. See, what he's saying is that God wasn't given life, 
but God generates life. He is the source of life. So put another way, the life of God is self-existent and independent. God doesn't depend on anyone or anything else to be alive, but life flows out of Him. It finds its source in Him. And what Jesus says about Himself is that the life of God that is this way is the exact life that is in Him. In contrast, our lives are very dependent lives. We are given life. We are given birth. And after we're born, our sense of aliveness has so much to do with what happens to us and what happens around us. I mean, think about the way that good fortune makes us come alive inside. And think about how suffering and the weight of that drains the life out of us. So when in verse 4, John says that in Him was life, and the life, that life that was in Jesus, is also the light of men, what he's saying is that it's possible for this amazing life force that is in Jesus to light the darkness that is in us and to also emanate out of us, even when life in this broken world seems to be conspiring to kill us. That's really what Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8-10. to 10. These are familiar verses for many of us. He says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And so Paul concludes, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. What Paul is saying is that when the life of Jesus is pulsating inside of us, it's possible that we can still be very much alive even though the world around us seems to be dying, even though our lives are filled with trials and struggles and attack, we can still be very much alive. And this is not the result of uh, discipline or effort or attitude management. It's not about us pretending like we're okay or we feel alive, but that there's something real and tangible about the life of Jesus in us that allows us to have this experience even if everything around us is falling apart. In the next verse, John chapter 1, verse 5, John goes on to add, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In other words, the light of Christ's life inside of us is so powerful that no amount of darkness can overcome it. You know, there are many things in this world that despite their small size or their small quantity have a disproportionate impact. There's so many examples of this. Some of them are kind of gross. I'm not going to go into them. But consider this. Our whole world has been brought to its knees by a tiny little virus. An organism 170th the size of a human red blood cell can kill something as complex as a human being. See, it's not just about size or quantity, but some things are so potent, so powerful, that even the smallest amount can have an amazing impact on the world around it. The life of Jesus is so powerful, there is no amount of darkness that can overcome it. Even the faintest hint 
of the light of Christ's life can push back the thickest darkness. And this matters because sometimes the darkness in the world around us seems so great, we despair of hope. We feel like there's no point in believing or trying or hanging on because it seems like this is never going to get better. It's never going to change. And yet, what he's saying to us is that even a flicker of the Christ life in us can light up that darkness. That darkness has no chance when the light of Christ starts to shine. It's the way that even a pinprick of light is visible in a giant room filled with darkness. Now, this light pushing back the darkness might not happen right away. There might be a long wait. We might need patience. And there may be a terrible price to pay in the waiting. But let there be no doubt, darkness in the world is no match for the light of Christ. Even the flicker of the light of Christ that might be in us. The light of the life of Jesus in us is stronger than any system, any person, any atrocity, any blindness, any hatred, any regret, any failure. There are so many forms of darkness in the world that want to press down on us. And the life of Christ in us, that light can push back all of it. And then amazingly, Jesus says of us, we are the light of the world. Take a look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. It's amazing that after all this build-up about how Jesus is the light of the world, He looks to those who follow Him and He says, You also are the light of the world. He's speaking about us as well. Now, we are not the source of that light, but we are carriers of it. And in that way, the light of Christ and His life in us is already there just as it is in Him. One way we let that light shine for others to see is through our good works. Now, we Christians tend to look down a little bit on good works because we've been taught over and over, good works cannot save us. And that's true. You cannot find the value of good works in their saving power, but good works have tremendous power because Jesus says our good works are a way for His light in us to shine and light up the dark world. Ultimately, our good works and that light shining out of us can point people to God who is the source of that life in us. I was once in a grocery store and I noticed that a display of cans that was on a little tabletop had fallen over and there were probably about like 60 cans there, but about a dozen or so had fallen off the display and were strewn all around the floor. And I noticed all the other shoppers were, were kind of carefully walking around this mess and it just felt wrong to me. So I stopped and I, I knelt down and I started to pick up all the cans. And because I'm a little OCD, I started to place them very neatly back in the display according to the original pattern. And out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that this woman had stopped dead in her tracks about 10 feet away from me and was just staring at me the whole time. And when I was done, 
I looked over at her and she winks at me and she waves and she gives me a thumbs up and a big smile and then walks away. Now, I know she didn't do that because I'm good looking, but I realized that a simple act of good citizenship or kindness or goodness, whatever you want to call it, that little bit of light, even the faintest bit, is so noticeable in a world so full of darkness. I mean, it's just the kind of world we live in where we expect as inevitable that people are just going to ignore that mess, think of it as someone else's problem, walk around it. And so it, it, it catches people's attention when someone acts differently. Jesus entered a world filled with darkness. It's a world filled with hatred and apathy and bigotry and selfishness, dishonesty, betrayal, violence. And I could go on and on. It was a world so dark. And it was a a world in which that darkness was so commonplace. People accepted it as inevitable. But in such a dark world, even the smallest act of light is visible. In Romans 12, 21, Paul says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The world believes that it should fight fire with fire, and that's why our world is burning. But Jesus says that evil can be overcome by good. It's just another way of saying that darkness can be overcome by light. You know, one of my favorite things is landing in an airplane. Back in the days when I was still flying places, I loved landing in an airplane at night and seeing the city lights below me out of my airplane window. And as I looked at all those twinkling lights, you could see the vague outline of the city from up high. I like to imagine that those lights are us, that each one of those lights represented a Christ follower who was sewn into the, the dough of that city, kneaded into it like yeast, and that we were, we were all shining wherever we were. And when we shine, it's such a small thing. It's a small act of kindness, one stacking of cans in a grocery store. And so I light up the world in my immediate vicinity, and that's it. That's the power that I have to shine a light. But imagine all of us doing that where we are. We could light up a whole city. I'll finish this way. Every night before I go to bed, I set my my phone's brightness to the dimmest possible setting. That's because my room is pretty dark. I'm very sensitive to light at night. And so sometimes I need to check something on my phone or I try to look at something to try to get me to fall asleep. And in the darkness of my bedroom, even the dimmest setting seems awfully bright. I almost wish I could write to Apple and ask them to create a setting even dimmer than what I have. But then sometimes in the morning as I get up and go out to walk my dog, I forget to set the brightness back up to a normal level. And when I'm outside in the sunlight, I squint at my screen and it's so dim that I can't even tell it's on. I can't even get the control center to come down and turn the brightness back up because I can't see anything on that screen. Isn't it funny how in the darkness of my bedroom at night, that dimness seems so bright. But when I'm outside in the sunlight... I can hardly see a thing at all. We're living in a time when the whole world seems to have gone dark. Anxiety, despair, hopelessness, anger, it's everywhere. And too often what I've noticed is that we Christians are echoing the defeat and the darkness that's all around us. But you know what? In this present darkness, we have an amazing opportunity to shine. 
In fact, the world has gotten so dark, even the faintest flicker of the light of Christ will be noticeable. Soon the lights are going to come back on, and the true light of Christ in us will have to compete once again with the dazzling artificial lights of our frantic and broken world. It's going to be harder to be noticed, to be heard, to be seen, because pretty soon everything will return back to normal, which is to say that everyone will have a million other things to look at, this false light masquerading as true light. Let's not look back on these dark days and wish we had shined brighter when we had the chance. Our world is dark, but we are the light of the world. In John 8:12, Jesus says that He is the light of the world. But because He is in us, we also are the light of the world. So let's shine now while it's dark. And let's light our world. May that be a rally cry for us as a church in 2021. That in every small and big way, we will shine the light of Christ into our dark world. And before we even do that, my prayer for us is that His great light and His powerful life will light the darkness inside of us and start to emanate out of us. I hope that's a a hope-giving, life-giving word for us as we begin a new year. I'm excited about what this new year will bring. And so many of the hopes that were dashed or, or delayed in 2020 could be ours in the Lord in this new year. So let's take a posture of hope and let's set our hearts to shine bright now while it's dark. Our world is dark, but the light of the life of Jesus pulses in us. And because He is the light of the world, you and I also are the light of the world. May He grant that the darkness in us is pushed back by His light, and that through us, we will light our dark world this year. Be blessed in 2021. Have hope in God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be blessed now and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.